Pillars of Progress presents Attitude Webster's defines attitude two ways. One, a mental position with regard to a fact or state. And two, a feeling of emotion toward a fact or a state. This is one of the two attributes that you have absolute premeditated control over. Your attitude. The other is effort. Everything else in the world we merely influence. So what is attitude? In the ABC model, psychology defines the structure of our attitudes. The components are affective, how someone feels about the attitude object. Example, I am scared of flying in airplanes. Two is behavioral, the B, the way the attitude influences how we act or behave. And third, C, cognitive, what we believe and our knowledge about the attitude object. Example, I believe that flying is dangerous because there are plane crashes. Our attitude can be likened to the autonomic or somatic functions of the body. You're breathing now, automatically, without conscious thought. That is autonomic. Maybe my mentioning your breathing has caused you to be conscious of your breathing, and you've taken control. You can breathe faster, slower, deeper, shallower. That is now somatic. After a while, breathing will no longer be a conscious thought and will return to the autonomic. Our attitude is just like this. Without any effort or thought on your part, your attitude is set. I'll call this autonomic attitude. Changes in your environment, the people, places, things, events, ideas around us that cause our attitude to change. And once changed, it might be some time before it changes again. In this mode, your attitude is very pliable and it's quick to change. To the contrary, a somatic attitude is one that you choose and nothing can change it without your consent. You set it and reset it throughout the day. The people, places, things, events, and ideas that come about throughout the day do not affect your attitude. You, in fact, influence the attitude of others. One way or the other, positive, negative, good, or bad, no one can set your attitude. You may attribute your attitude to this, that, or him or her, but the fact remains that you chose it. Air Force Colonel Edward Hubbard was shot down over North Vietnam on July 20, 1966, and he was taken prisoner. Colonel Hubbard describes his attitude for the first 150 days of captivity as horrible, and understandably, he thought he was going to die each and every day. He spent his time indulging himself in self-pity. On the 151st day, Colonel Hubbard remembered a quote, I cried because I had no shoes, then I met a man with no feet. On that day, Colonel Hubbard's perspective changed and he became thankful. He realized that even in his terrible situation, it could be far worse. For 2,420 days, Colonel Hubbard was a prisoner of war. He ate about 300 calories per day, and he left prison weighing only 98 pounds. But he left prison with a smile on his face. He attributes his survival to his positive attitude. And according to Colonel Hubbard, attitude is everything. Since that day, Colonel Hubbard has never had a bad day. Why? His perspective on life was forever changed. Attitude is everything. So how do we set and maintain a positive attitude? First, we must have the goal of having a positive attitude. Having a goal requires an understanding of the rewards and consequences. 
in this case of having a positive or negative attitude. So let's examine some of the rewards for a positive attitude first. You will be healthier mentally, physically, more successful, and accomplish more, more often. You have more energy and motivation. You'll be happier. Your life will be filled with joy and peace. People will like you and respect you more. They'll want to be around you, and you'll make them feel better. You will be more trusted. You'll be given more responsibility and more grace, more opportunity. You'll have a higher self-esteem. You'll even sleep better. Now let's look at some of the consequences for having a chronically negative attitude. Now, we all have bad days and bad moments, but here we're talking about the chronically negative. This may be you or someone you know. What are the consequences? You'll die earlier than you should, and you'll be sicker along the way. You'll have no real joy in life. You might even suffer terrible mental illnesses like depression or anxiety. Whatever success you have will be attributed to others. You'll have little energy and motivation. You'll make others around you negative and drive them away. People generally won't like you or won't want to be around you. You'll have a low self-esteem, and cynicism and hostility will rule your days. You'll miss opportunities, and you'll blame others for your own problems. According to studies, most recently a study by psychologist Carol Dweck at Stanford, attitude is more important than IQ when predicting success. IQ is great when the going's easy, but when setbacks occur or roadblocks appear, attitude is what gets us through. The hare is IQ, and the tortoise is attitude. Attitude always wins the race. So it should be clear to you that having a consistently positive attitude is very beneficial. So how do we do it? Thankfully, there are people in this world who are consistently positive. These are the people that have an unshakable positive attitude. If the ten plagues happened again, they would find something positive in each one, and I'm sure you would find them smiling while they reassured the rest of us. If you're one of these people, then count your blessings. But I don't need to tell you that because you already do. But follow along, though, because there are important applications even for you. If you're one of the 99% that are not consistently positive, then this is vitally important to you, critical. Attitude is everything. There isn't a magic formula, 5, 10, 12 steps, or any other method to being consistently positive. The simple fact is that you have to take control of your mind. Start each day with 15 minutes of quiet time. Quiet time is you alone in a secluded place. It's your time to pray and meditate. This is the time you make your first attitude decision of the day. You decide that this will be a good day and you choose to be positive. Think of the problems you will face ahead of time. For each problem, think of a reason to be thankful. For example, I have a long commute to work and the traffic's going to be terrible. Instead, say, I'm thankful that I have a car and a reason to commute. The commute will give me time to think. Maybe I'll come up with a new idea or a breakthrough that solves the problem I've been working on. Another example. My project is due today, and I don't want to work on it. You could say, I'm thankful I have work and the skills to complete this project. The sooner I start, the sooner I finish. So now quiet time is over, and you are set up for a great day. Now what? We face many obstacles and challenges throughout each day that might normally result in a negative attitude. Have you ever said, I had a bad day? Or have you ever said, such and such or so and so ruined my day? You are not going to say these things anymore because they are not going to affect your attitude. Your reactions to any situation are wrong the majority of the time because you do not give yourself the opportunity to think 
Don't react, think. The best habit to develop is to give yourself the opportunity, the time to think and ask yourself the question, why? Something pops up before you speak, before you react in any way, ask yourself, why? Then follow this pattern. It starts with why, then could be worse, next silver lining, and finally respond. Let's break each component down. First, why? Why is this happening? You know that you do not have control of anything in the world except for your attitude and effort, so do not expect control. The quickest answer to why is why not? How about the next step could be worse? The next phase is to analyze the situation and think of at least one way that it could be worse. Moving on to silver lining. Think of how this situation, when resolved, will result in blessing or gain. And finally respond. Now that you have everything thought through, respond. So let's have an example. You were just fired from your job, and security walked you out the door with your box of possessions in front of everyone, and you're now sitting in your car in the parking lot. What would your reaction be to this situation? You might be angry, sad, embarrassed. You might even cry. Your immediate reaction might be to find someone to commiserate with, someone to talk to to tell about your problem and feel sorry for you with you. What should your reaction be to this situation? Using the process, we first ask, why? I didn't have control, and they can fire me at any time, which they did. I should not have been surprised. I didn't mitigate my risk properly. They thought I was a security risk, which they can think, so that's why they walked me out. The next step could be worse. At least my car runs and I can leave. If I was stuck here, that would be much worse. I'm still employable. I am the same now as I was yesterday. Moving on to silver lining, I can get another job. My next job will be better and I will make more money. There is something better for me. And finally respond. Smile, start the car, and find your new job. Throughout the day, do not allow yourself any negative self-talk. When a negative inner thought or negative inner conversation begins, immediately find something to be thankful for. Go immediately to silver lining. You say to yourself, I'm fat. Your inner response is, I will lose weight. I'm not good enough. I will get better. I'm a loser. Yesterday ended last night. If someone asks you about your demeanor, chances are you're negative. Regain control of your attitude. Choose to be positive instead. At the end of the day, before bed, recap your day and evaluate your performance. Were you positive or negative and why? If there was negativity, what caused it? What should you have done differently? Tell yourself tomorrow will be better. Here are some caveats about being consistently positive. Your positivity can have negative consequences in your peer relationships. If someone shares with you their negative experiences or thoughts, their expectation is that you will commiserate with them. If you respond instead with your positive attitude by replying with, for example, look on the bright side, or it could be worse, or be positive, or why don't you pray about it? They will think that you are unsympathetic or uncaring, and you might actually make them angry. In these cases, you must empathize and then lead them to a change in attitude. The change has to be their idea and their decision. If they are stuck on their negativity, try to change the subject to something positive that you know about them. If they're chronically negative, avoid them. Your positive attitude will have the greatest impact on your family and subordinates, whoever you lead. Attitude is contagious, especially to your children. Call it secondhand attitude. 
your children are most likely to adopt your attitude. A consistently positive attitude is the greatest gift you can give your children. So in conclusion, remember, attitude is everything. You have total control over your attitude. No one can change it. Quiet time in the morning. Don't react. Use the process. Why? Could be worse. Silver lining. Respond. Evaluation and recap each evening. Remember the quote that changed Colonel Hubbard for life. I cried because I had no shoes. Then I met a man with no feet. I leave you with a verse from the book of Psalms. It will do you good to memorize it. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for listening. Visit PillarsOfProgress.com to learn more.